Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse James, Average Idiot, Eastern Kentucky's only, America's only AI-powered platform. America's only truly AI-powered platform. I'm drinking coffee. I don't have a straw, but scientifically proven that if you drink coffee through a straw, it goes straight to the dome. It bypasses the blood-brain barrier, and those are scientific facts. Go ahead and look it up. Today, we have Matt, Lawn, Care, Little Guy, and we're going to talk about business, life, uh, love, Christ, uh, being Christ is the King. We're going to talk about everybody's journey, where we're at in life, where he's at, where his channel's at, where my channel's at. We're just going to have a conversation, kind of see where it goes. And with that, Matt, the long care little guy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks, Jesse, for having me. And it was, it's, you were one of the first people to reach out and kind of like you and uh, Acme from Acme Moen to really reach out and kind of help my channel get going. And uh, I appreciate it. And the people that came over from your channel, it wasn't too long later that I went silent for a couple of months. I kind of fell into a well, if yeah. you will, life, life fell in around me, but I definitely, I remember that. I appreciate that you reached a hand and, you know, growing an audience on YouTube, what made you even start YouTube? It's hard to grow an audience and to just send your guys there to some <laughs> guy that's, you know, far away that you don't really know. It's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I appreciate, yeah, I I appreciate do. you doing that. So yeah, what? it's it, what what would it, what it, what it was for me. It was interesting because I, when I was starting lawn care, Geek to Freak was really popular. Do you know uh, Geek to Freak? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Greg Chisholm. Yeah, a lot of guys do, but but it's kind of interesting because a lot of the newer guys they're like Geek to Freak. Who's this guy? Because he, you yeah. know he had to kind of reinvent himself a little bit. But when he went away, I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, you were you were big into watching some of his stuff then. Oh yeah, yeah, huge. Uh, so it's like. You know, I made a lot of mistakes in that in that first couple of years or whatnot, because he, he's just an interesting cat. He's got an interesting uh, business model. But I was just like ate up everything he had to say, because it was like, man, it's like you are like yeah, what you're doing is what I want to do, you know. And so I just, you know, said took him as my mentor and he didn't even know it, you know. And But when he left, it kind of created a void in me. And I sat on that for a little bit and I was like, man, what am I going to do? And I was like. I don't know, maybe I can make a channel. And so I made, I made a video and it was terrible. It was uh -oh. the worst video. I mean, it was bad, man. Like really bad. It was like in my bedroom, I'm on my bed, crappy lighting. Like I got right now. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, I made a video and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with this channel, but we're just going to give this a go. And it went almost an entire year without a single subscriber. Whoa. Yeah, wow. I know. Right. And then I got one subscriber. There you go. And yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I, I have one. a subscriber. Yeah. I was like, after a year, nobody's watched me at all. And I only made like one or two, maybe two videos. But yeah. somebody watched my video. So I was like, I don't care if he's the only guy I ever got. I'm making videos for that guy. Yep. He's dedicated. <laughs> Yeah. And then it just kind of, you know, went from there and, you know, I've had ups and downs, you know, you talked about, you know, you kind of sat it out for a little bit and, and I do the same thing because there's what I kind of, something I found with, with YouTube is, you know, some people are going to be big, you know, some people are going to be big, like Brian's long maintenance, you know, uh, Spencer's all these big dogs. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's part of their business. Yeah, And there's other guys that are just like, man, I just love being a part of the community. And I'm, I'm not saying they don't. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is there's some guys where it's just going to be 
fun for them. And that's kind of what it is for me. So it's like, I'm not really regular with my content. I'd like to be, no doubt, I'd like to be. But, you know, I've got a busy life going on. You know, I'm running the part-time business. I'm working full-time. I got two young kids. I'm married. You know, we're fixing to move. We just, you know, we're fixing to move out of this house and into an RV. You know, (laughs) it's like a lot of things, you know. So it's like basically prioritize. You got to prioritize it. And some people, you know, you know, they have that dream and they can pursue it. But me, it's just, you know, God just never provided that path for me to to really like, like I am all in for this. So I just kind of make, now I just kind of make videos every now and then. And uh, I'm grateful that, I mean, the channel's still growing, you know, on its own. And I'm really thankful for that. And, and honestly, I'm in a point now where I'm not even, I'm not even monetized. I mean, I've got the subscribers and at the moment I got the watch hours, but I'm not even monetized. So, but that's kind of how I got, got started. And that's just kind of how it grew. It was just, I don't want to call it effortlessly, but it was just, uh, people would subscribe. I'd, I'd reach out to them and be like, Hey, you know, thanks. You know, and then you start a little bit of dialogue and you kind of form a little bit of relationship and it's like, you start to care about these people. Yeah, true. I, I you got, know? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I got some really good friends that I've met through the internet which 20 years ago if you would have told me that 20 years ago i was sitting there trying to work aol chats and uh the group i don't know the forums and stuff so i I remember just trying to download the oh man going back 20 years ago i can i can remember (laughs) but if you told me i would actually meet real friends and and everything i'd have told i'd I'd have called you a liar i said you're crazy there's no way yeah when you're talking about youtube and and different things man i i can I know exactly what you're talking about when you're just saying, I was so nervous whenever I did my first uh, video, I was mowing some grass and I'm going to cut in real quick. When you're talking about Mr. Chisholm, when Geek the Freak would do videos, I rem- I was a tow motor driver back like 2013, 14. I was a tow motor driver at uh, Pepperidge Farm, um, moving cookies and crackers around. Mm-hmm. And I would sneak off in between bays, these big, long, huge bays that you have to drive forklift in and i would just sit and watch videos of how to make a hundred dollars a day cutting grass and right I thought, right there's like i'm here on a forklift making 12 bucks an hour 10 bucks an hour and that's good mm-hmm. 12 bucks an hour is some years back was i think it was about 12 starting out as a temp and that was really good and i was like man i, I and if i can make a hundred dollars a day cash money mowing grass right i need i'm doing something wrong so that, that's what that's how i figured him out but i didn't really know there was a whole world of you i never seen myself ever making content fast forward a couple years later 2019 and eight, yeah 2019 i started my i started i finally made the jump to start my business i was a i was in, in a pretty good job actually i thought it was my dream job it was a different mm-hmm. one i'm at now my resume actually only has like two different jobs on it but we all know how that works um yeah and I was sitting there, I got called back to a great job, man. And I was sitting there, it's all I ever wanted. That was like my life goal. And then something hit me to where I looked for that guy's channel. I looked for Geek to Freak Lawn Care. He's the only lawn care guy I thought was on YouTube. So I looked for him and he was gone. Yeah. He was gone. I'm like, that's, that's weird. So then I found Dirt Monkey and he's all these other guys. And that got my brain going like, oh, I can make, there's all kinds of content now. There's tons of content. Yeah. How to make money mowing grass. And that was kind of my first video after I finally made the jump to do it part-time. I just took my phone out. I rambled into it like an idiot. And then I thought if I hit upload, it was like Facebook and it'd be instant. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Like, so I, yeah, you know what I mean? I got scared. <laughs> I didn't Lord, is really going to take this long? Who's got time? <laughs> right. So I threw it in my truck and then I just never paid attention to it. Well, I uploaded whenever I got home on my Wi-Fi, and I had four views 
and it was a little bit too personal. So like my first four or five videos, I ended up taking off my channel and Acme from uh, Ben from uh, Acme Mo, and he called yeah. me out on that. And he's like, dude, you got you missing some videos here in the beginning. I was like, yeah, I'm missing like five or six. I was a little too personal with my videos, a little too much information got out there. A client <laughs> ended up seeing it. And yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. So but when you're talking about just taking time, you don't want to force and you could probably agree. You don't want to, right. for me, right. I, I want to be monetized. I want to take it to more of the YouTube podcast side to where I'm telling your story. And so everybody hears Brian's stories and nothing against Brian. He's a good guy. Been on the, he's a friend of the show, been on the show, but like, right. there's all kinds of people like me and you who do it. I'm doing a part, part-time kind of full-time money seems to be full-time sometimes, you know, right. to do your business. Right. So there's all kinds of guys out here with great stories. You got a great story. I got a crazy story. Everybody else got wild stories with juggernaut friend of the channel. He's got a really crazy story with blowing up his YouTube. So that's kind of where I want to take it. So I'm not monetized yet either. I'm almost there. I'm really looking forward to it. And speaking of monetization, you took, you, you had a video that made me cry like a baby. It was the video of Gary, uh -huh. the guy with the cancer. Yeah. I was just doing some research just to kind of see where your videos was at just before we was going. I was eating my dinner and I was sitting here and like, like had to like, because oh. <laughs> like when you have children and like, you just, I felt, right. I felt the authenticity of the guide. Have you heard back from that guy or anything or any? Right now, like, because, uh, be, yeah, well, he is doing better, but, um, he, uh, because, because I sent that donation in, um, I get these updates. So he's still running the fundraiser, but he, he is progressing. Now, I don't talk to him regularly. I just get these updates uh, and, and he's, he's doing well. He's still on the right, right path. But, but uh, you know, because of the situation he's in, yeah. you know, he's grinding in, in multiple areas of his life, you know, and I really wish that, that that video could have done better. And I was kind of hoping because, you know, in the YouTube realm, and I want to make sure I keep the I keep the motives right on this because I don't want to keep on bringing up YouTube necessarily and like money about it. But you know, uh, one video can blow you up, right? Just one video can blow you up. Absolutely. And at and at the time, you know, there's a lot of the charitable videos out there, you know. So and it's probably due a lot to my lack of, of that type of stuff, but I was hoping for that for him. I was yeah. so hoping for that for him. And then what happened is uh, I sent that initial donation in, and then I just didn't, that video just, it just didn't happen with that video. Uh, so he, he didn't get very much more at, I mean, we're talking like less than five bucks more. So that was kind of a sad time for me, but I mean, you know, the God is amazing because that's what I, was I mean, I thought 200 bucks was a feat, man. I, I really did. I was like, man, what a feat that is. And it came from somebody across the street, you know, that was just like, Hey, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, well, I'm mowing this lawn and this is why. And she's like, well, hold on just a minute. And she comes out and brings me, you know, I forget how much it is. I think it was actually over a hundred bucks. And I was like, that is just the sweetest thing I've ever, she doesn't know him. She just heard a story. And I'm like, okay, man, I, it's man, please father use this, do this. But, you know, I don't want to look at that video as a failure at all. No, because it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not even about like sending money to people. It's about, it's about just the, the caring about, uh, caring about people and just having them know that because hope in your heart can go a long way, you know, and just, and, and just, I mean, they say the thought that counts and sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. Uh, but when you have a lifestyle of thinking about other people, it does count. 
Yeah. You God's know? still working it, on him through his story and he's just not ready yet for his suffering to be over with or his, uh, the, the lesson that we're learning through him. And I learned it through your channel. Uh, this, the, the lesson's still out there. People are still learning through yeah. him. Maybe he's still got something to teach people or he's still got something to learn himself. So it's truly a blessing just to be able to share a story. Like, like we said, 20 years ago, the opportunity of sharing that if you weren't local, you did never know you'd have never heard about it. And it's just, right yeah i don't know it's it, 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 was, it was just it was just gorgeous so what's up with you in life and what what's kind of your backstory then like you you briefly touched into it but what's like your real story not the youtube story but like your life story what's who are you okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief because i'm 45 years old take your time, <laughs> take your time. now i uh i live in oklahoma now but i was raised in the st louis area on the Illinois side of the river. Uh, so there's East St. Louis. A lot of people know East St. Louis, at least from my generation, from Clark Griswold's where he got his wheel stolen. <laughs> you, you remember that? He's asking for directions. And meanwhile, somebody's stealing his, stealing his tires. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was actually the town over from East St. Louis, but that's where I grew up. And uh, uh, I come from a split home, you know, uh, early. I was about five when my parents split. Uh, and, you know, home life was a little rough. Right. It was a little rough. Uh, my mom didn't have the best taste in men at that time. I got a great stepdad now. But um, so life was kind of rough. I kind of bounced between my home and my grandma's house, depending on how things are going. And then uh, I joined the Air Force at 20 is what happened. So then I kind of did the Air Force thing. And that's how I got to Oklahoma. Who were you in high school? Like, was, was you the... Uh jock it was beating up all the dorks like me or who, who, who oh shoot man who, you who, know who that ain't true <laughs> <laughs> even if i wanted to be that guy man it's just the physique isn't there <laughs> uh no man i was the nobody I, I was the guy that was purposely trying not to know anybody really well you know well, yeah in, in the odyssey odysseus said nobody stabbed his eye out so i mean <laughs> And I don't know if you've ever read the Odyssey, but that's uh, nobody can do a lot of damage. So I don't know. they I don't can. Like to, yeah. I don't like to turn nobody. They can. But so <laughs> just kind of like the quiet reserved guy then, just doing your thing, sitting Yeah. Back. And a lot of that came from insecurities, you know, because like I said, home life wasn't very good. Right. Uh, so it came from, I had a lot of insecurities. And uh, there are some other, I'll, I'll just call them maturity issues, because I think it probably gross people out if I talk too much about this. But, but uh, I had some maturity issues. Uh, and, uh, and it created a lot of insecurities in me. And it's just like, man, it was just life was embarrassing for me. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, high school and life at that age is a wicked place, especially around that age of, you know, 15 to 17. Your world feels like, yeah. you know, but looking back at it, it seems so silly but at the time i remember i used to write little silly poems and i was a weird kid that would like uh read jim morrison poems and uh mm -hmm. kurt cobain and listen to weird grungy music grew my hair out and i was a yeah. weirdo you know but <laughs> so i think we all have little weird stories and then gosh yeah I'm, i kind of missed that anyway so you joined yeah. the military did you do that as mm -hmm. like um was your was your family ever in the, do you come from a, uh, like a military style background grandpa grandma or anybody in there in the military yeah. what inspired you yeah to i had I, I was in the air force and uh i was the i'm the only one in my family that joined the air force and i did that because my dad was in the navy okay. uh and i wasn't my dad was out of the navy while before i was born so i, I wasn't a military brat but i lived in a military community 
Uh, but my dad was in the Navy. My uncle's in the Army. I had another uncle that was a Marine, and I had a uh, a brother that was a Marine. Wow. And what had happened was I had an ultimatum to go in, you know, go in the military. And um, so I went to all of them and I said, I said, okay, you know, I'm going to the military. So which branch, you know, what do you think? And they all, every single one of them said Air Force. Really? I said, that settles that. Yeah. So I'm going there. But it, what happened, I said it was an ultimatum because I was really irresponsible as a kid and I was driving a car without insurance uh -oh. and I got in an accident and it was a, it was a pile up. And I got all the blame. <laughs> you had some debts on you then. Yeah, I had some debt on me, and and the insurance company I was paying too slow. I was because they can't, you know, can't get blood from a turnip, right? You know, I make I'm 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 working like three minimum wage jobs, <laughs> you know. And I bet that uh, was a, definitely a, a life lesson that you know you could you could have left the house five minutes earlier or five minutes later, but God pushed you to go that way to so you can see you can you can learn a lesson the hard way at that time that's that's the chat's truly a blessing I, I bet you put that in your pocket and learn that one the rest of your life to kind of oh yeah you better believe man i find somebody that's driving around without insurance i'm like you better get right yeah no doubt <laughs> okay okay so you're in, you're in the air force you jump in the air force what's kind of what, what what's kind of your ambitions um i wanted to be a vehicle mechanic because I worked at Jiffy Lube for a little bit, changing oil as if that's, you know, any kind of, well, yeah, it's maintenance, but it's not mechanical. And uh, I was like, man, I'd really enjoy that because you got to pick a job. Right. You know, well, I didn't qualify for all the smarty pants jobs. So, <laughs> so I was like, I want to be a mechanic. So lo and behold, I actually got to be a vehicle mechanic for uh, my first nine and a half years. And I was active duty and I went around my first, I went to North Dakota first, then I went to Korea, then Germany, and then to Tinker and right, Tinker for space in Oklahoma. And uh, so then I did nine and a half years and then I was like, the glove don't fit anymore. I'm getting out. And I wanted to make a clean break of it. I didn't want to go any further at all. And I met with the reserve, the reserve recruiter because you have to, to get out. At least at this base, you had to, in order to leave, you had to meet, re, meet with the reserve recruiter. And uh, again, I was an easy sale. I was dead set against it. I was like, no way, love don't fit no more. I'm out of here. I'm just here. Just check my box, please. Right. And he goes, okay, that's fine. He's like, you know, you got any plans or, you know, you, you got a job or something? I was like, uh oh. Nope. <laughs> again, I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> so, I became a reservist, an Air Force reservist for uh, the rest of my time. I ended up retiring in 2016. So uh, you didn't have to go to, to Iraq and all that other stuff? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. You, you yeah, did. I went to Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and the uh, Arab Emirates. Do you know where You were all at? over the globe then. A little bit, yeah. A little wow. bit. Yeah. There's a couple places I missed, but but uh, it was it was fun. Yeah, that definitely sounds that definitely sounds fun. So you leave the Air Force. I'm, I'm, I bet you can go on for days about military stories, but for the for the oh sake, my gosh, I don't want to repeat half of them. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> I hear some stories. I follow some guys in podcasts and listen to some of the military stuff, and those yeah, they get they get pretty wild. Um, so after, in 2016, you get out, uh, you find you a job, yeah. and and where, where yeah, you married at this time or? Yeah, um, I married my wife in 2008. Um, and in the military, too? okay, she wasn't, she was local here, and I met her here, which kind of a crazy story how I met my wife. If we got time, we got time. she uh, 
uh, when I signed into my unit here, you know, I'm, I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm here, you know, sign me in. I get this tap on my shoulder, right? And I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, why is somebody tapping me on my shoulder? So I look around. It's one of my old high school buddies. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. I was like, I'll be darned. So he was in my same unit with me and he married a local girl. Well, his wife went to college with my wife. Uh oh. So they set us up on a date on a blind. It, it was it was one of the secret things. Yeah. You know, it was like, this isn't really a date. Why don't you come over to the house for a barbecue? I love and it. It was just me and my wife. And and his wife was like, they're never going to work, <laughs> you know, because she knew me for the time that she knew me. My high school friend was like, oh, they're perfect for each other. Right. Because he knew me from another because in, in high school, actually in junior high, I had a, I had a short stint where I was just like absolutely in love with Jesus. Right. And then I turned away. Oh, okay. I, I never denied him, but I turned away and did my own thing. You know that, right? You know, yeah. you know that story. We've all got that story. Yeah. And so he had that perspective. I mean, she had another one. Well, my wife at the time, she was making a turn towards towards Jesus. So he oh. saw an opportunity and she's like, that ain't never going to work because I was living way different. So we got hooked up and, and lo and behold, no, no sparks, no sparks at all. And but then. I started hanging out with her a little bit. You know, we'd hang out with our friends and stuff. We had mutual friends now. So we started hanging out. I was like, man, I kind of do like this girl, you know, but she didn't like me. So I chased her for about a year and a half. <laughs> and then she admitted that she liked me. Right. And then shortly after that, we got engaged because she she's so sweet. You know, girls can be totally romantic, right? <laughs> right. Like totally. They can be. Yeah. My wife is one of those. And, and she wrote somewhere. She's like, when I said I... I like you. I meant I will marry you. And like, oh. it was so sweet. Yeah. I didn't say it nearly like she does, but right. so she knew she was marrying me at that time. So she made me chase her a year and a half thinking she didn't like me. That's and then all of a sudden we're going to get married, which I was totally fine with. Right. So, yeah. So I, but we, we had a long distance relationship because I already moved to, because I was moving to Knoxville, Tennessee to do some ministry with my, with my buddy uh, after I'd returned to the Lord, mm-hmm. after the Lord was doing work on me, he got my heart focused, focused, focused towards me. Was you still, uh, I'm in, sorry, towards was him. you still in the air force at this time? I was, so you yeah, were I was, was you in Clarksville? No, uh, I was in Knoxville. Oh, okay. which there isn't there isn't an air force base there i mean there is but there's a guard base but i was a reservist so i i traveled down to atlanta georgia for my duty oh. but i try followed my my mentor to to the university of tennessee because he asked me he said hey would you would you want to do do ministry with me out in tennessee and and at the time i'm thinking there's no possibilities with my wife so i'm like you know what yeah i'll do that you know i mean because you're a spot. I mean, when you're when you're done with your old life, there's like a huge void, right? And it's a good thing because you have an opportunity to be completely focused on what, on what the Lord wants you to do with your life. Yeah. So there was no possibility with her, which is great because it didn't distract me from what he wanted to do with me. And that was moved to Tennessee and continue with my mentor, which is interesting because it's really a horrible experience. But it was a really important time for my walk with the Lord. So really grateful for it. And that was about a year and a half when I moved back to Oklahoma City and we got married. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah, you got, man, that, that's a beautiful story. That's truly a beautiful story. Uh, oh. So anyway, 
you come now you uh you, you get out of the military you do your ministry um you still do a ministry now or you like a youth pastor or anything or no I'm, i don't i never did formal ministry it was always a lay kind of ministry i love the lay apostleships you know. oh my gosh yeah i mean i'm i'm sold on it because you know churches can get it wrong too you know they can get it wrong and i don't mean to say that and i'm not saying they intentionally get it wrong but you know they can yeah. you know so i've never been a fan of like tying myself you know my job and my ministry together okay yeah you yeah know? because and, i yeah that's, that's a good point because there's a couple guys that i follow their 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 story they're like a, evangelical you know evangelical people whether it's you know, the, the Billy Graham-esque people, you know, the yeah. kind of guys that yeah. go, they, they're professional speakers, but at what point does it become a job? And what point is yeah. it, are, are you an on-fire Christian or, you know, whatever, like, at what, yeah. and then I see a lot of, I was listening to, uh, uh, like I was telling you, Rick Burgess, he was talking, he was reading a book, uh, Finishing Strong by Zach, no, not something for our, I can't remember who wrote the book, but it was a great book a book mm -hmm. called finishing strong and he was talking about like in 1940 in 1943 or 45 billy graham came in and he named off a couple other preachers and billy graham was the lowest ranked even uh evangelist <laughs> at the time. he was they didn't think he was going to amount to nothing and yeah. now no matter who you are in america if you're above the age of 25 you know who billy graham is you know that's right he's touched so many people and it's just it, how you finish strong and he said so many people in, in this book so many people like just they it became their job and then once they stopped they didn't have the word on fire <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it wasn't passion. yeah there was no angel in the world just whipping, yeah you know whipping them in the shape yeah. so yeah that's a, i see exactly what you're saying there that's smart to mm -hmm. start to do that yeah but anyway so you're yeah. uh so you're doing your thing. You're, you got a wife, you're 26 or 2016. You got a wife. You've done a couple of things around the world. Uh, you come back from Tennessee. You got children at this time then? No, not yet. That, that was, a. um, <laughs> it's funny. It's just going from one thing to another because, uh, cause we had trouble. We had trouble having kids. Oh. Um, not as much as, as a lot of people. So I don't, I don't want to be like, like, Oh, it was so terrible. But you know, uh, when you're, when you're going through something, you don't know how long something's going to last. Right. True. You know, but in your mind, you're like, this is going to be forever. This is just the way it is. Yeah. And it's kind of deflating. So, but we had a little, we, we didn't get pregnant right off the bat. Like, like we thought we could, you know, possibly we're like, there's nothing wrong with us. We should be, have no problem. Right. We can plan this out. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were married for three years before, uh, let's hear my daughter was born in 2011. So we were, yeah, we were married three years before I had my daughter, but we started trying, uh, a year after we got married. Oh. So we had a couple years, uh, when I say a couple years, there was obviously the pregnancy nine months, a couple years, yeah. minus nine months, where it's like month after month. It's like, you think you're going to get pregnant and it, you know, I can tell a little bit about my testimony in this part because it's like, you know, you spend a lot of time trying not to get pregnant, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. <laughs> because you, you know, so when you get married, you're like, oh, great. Now, you know, now there's permission here. Now it's not, now it's something we want. And you think it's going to happen right off the bat because, you know, at times, you know, you're a little scared that you're going to get pregnant because you think it's, you know, one wrong move and it's going to happen. Right. Well, that's not the way it happens for everybody. 
you know, so we had some trouble with that. And then, uh, but Kristen got pregnant and the pregnancy was great the, the whole time. But then, um, let's see here, the last month of her pregnancy, uh, she was having really bad belly aches and we couldn't figure out why. So we go to the emergency room, like, oh, it must be like contractions or something like that. But that they weren't, she had a bowel obstruction mm. while she was pregnant with my daughter. Uh, so we went to the hospital and we were in the hospital for a month and it, it only took about a week dealing with pain and it pushed my wife into a, a depression, a, a hopeless depression. Like she was saying things was like, I'm never going to leave this hospital. I was like, why would you think that? Like in my brain, I'm not saying that, but yeah. that's not real. <laughs> yeah. And she believed it with all of her heart, you know? So we had that time and it was just, it was interesting because you spend all that time trying to get pregnant and then you go in the hospital, you know, and and you can't, you can't, you know, you get, you feel like you're kind of robbed a little bit of, of things that you thought you were entitled to. But the thing that we kind of realized in there is that, was that, you know, we don't, we're not entitled to anything, you know, we're not entitled to anything. And this was an opportunity, something that, that the Lord taught us to this was like suffering. You ought, we ought not waste our suffering, you know? Like you can, you know, you can feel sorry for yourself and you can think, oh man, this is like the worst place on the planet. You know, this is like the worst time in my life if you want. But if you stay there, you're just wasting that suffering and it's going to be without purpose. And you're always going to look back on that time and you're going to say that was the worst time in my life, which, you know, obviously there's bad things about it. Or you can say, you know what, there's a purpose in this pain and, and I'm going to go through this and I'm going to suffer well for the name of Christ. Uh, and even though my wife wasn't always, uh, you know, ha got the happy face or anything like that, even though she's in pain, it was amazing what the Lord did through some of those nurses or did in some of those nurses, uh, because we took that position. It was like, we're not wasting this. It sucks, but we're not going to waste it. And, and that's a time we look back on and it was such a sweet time. And, and, uh, and then it lasted afterwards too. It lasted for probably two years after my wife was dealing with depression. And as a husband, uh, I'm irrational depression, not just I'm sad, right. <laughs> you know, and as a husband, that's a difficult thing because you need to fix things and you can't that. And that's, and that was what was irrational in my brain is because it's like, my wife is suffering. There's nothing I can do about it. So that was another growing opportunity. Cause I was like, I need to give that to you too, Lord. Like, yeah. you know, when, when she's not asking for nothing and, and there's nothing you feel like you can do and all you can do is take it to the father and put it in his hands. That's actually a really sweet place to be. It's not a fun place, but it's a sweet place. Yeah. Suffering. Suffering. Yeah. I blamed. <laughs> yeah. I blamed everybody for my suffering except myself. Like I blamed uh, all the way up to up, uh, all the way up to God. It was all his fault. It was yeah. all my family's fault. It was all my background. Horrible. I, but it, it wasn't until like I just said, huh, I am a worthless, wretched person. And without God, I, I'm going to turn back to drugs no matter what happens. I'm not a good person. So I realized I couldn't do it alone. I'm just not. Maybe some people out there, right. I, don't, I don't know anybody else's story. I don't know what they're good at or, or whatever. But I, I know exactly what kind of depression. There was times I, I wouldn't get out of bed, but also I was a person. I didn't, I didn't have the... I didn't, I had to learn these on my own. I didn't have the blessing of growing up in a religious household. So yeah. I didn't know I could turn over my, uh, 
my suffering. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a meaning to it. I didn't know that it was yeah. truly uh, like, look at, look at Paul. When, when Paul was suffering right before he got a head cut off, like he just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He all, all, all the way up. He was, he was just happy in his suffering, sitting in a prison cell, just writing to everybody, telling them how, how thankful he is. And it's just like, when he said, pick up your cross daily, bear, the, the, the yoke. I don't know. I know exactly the, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I've, I've been through there and I ignored all everything. And I never, I never offered anything up to God. And God just said, you keep your sins then. Offer them to me, or you can keep them. Well, I kept them <laughs> yeah. for as long as I could, and I just, I just couldn't do it anymore because I look at all the guys, the guys that I ran with, especially in my time and all through my twenties. I was a worthless drug addict, and I, I say that as in like not trying to talk about anybody who's in active addiction that needs help. I look at it through myself, and it's just because I knew it was wrong. I knew, and I yeah. hated it every day. People say, "Why don't you?" This is what I talked about in the when I was talking about, about the book of Jonah. And it was like, I knew it was wrong. I knew my world was falling in around me and I knew all I had to do was quit. But it's like, I, I could have easier. It, you know, it, it's so easy to say until you're in that, until you can offer I it know, up, learn the lessons from it. You know what I mean? So we talk about that depression. And after I got clean, I thought life's going to be great here. Um, after, and it wasn't. I would just lay in bed for months on end. And staying in my mom's basement, had no kind of ambition. She's like, what? You know, and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want, I got her. I'd rather, I'd just rather be dead than just lay here in bed and yeah. stare at a wall all day. And then yeah. that's when I started to learn, you know, and things like that. So yeah. I know exactly what you, what, what you guys are talking about. And not that I, you know, everybody suffers different, but I can, I can understand. I can definitely understand. So after after everything comes around, when did you start your business? What made you even start business? Like where, what you get out of the military yeah. and you just decide I want to part-time cut grass or, or, what, or <laughs> how did that even happen? Yeah. Uh, that, that goes to my second son or my, not my second son, my second, uh, kid, my son. And, uh, my wife never saw herself as a stay at home mom until my boy was born. <laughs> I was going to say, you were so, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> so she, we, we I, I had kind of, we, she's been throwing around the idea of quitting her job, you know, for quite a while. And, and, she, but she never took it serious. She's just like, that's just not who I am. That's not, I'm, I'm a working mom, you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, her heart started turning when my boy came around and, um, we, we had lived in the same house, you know, I think he was born 2014. Yeah. 2014 is when he was born. So we've been married for six years now, uh, when my son came along and I'm taking care of my lawn and I love my lawn. It's the best lawn ever. You know, it's small, it's cheap to take care of. It's just, it's just beautiful. And, you know, there's, there's a part that the Lord worked on me on that too, because I think I had some pride that I had to deal with in that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, because you look at other people's lawns and it's like, it's like, why can't your lawn be as good as mine? And, and I'm mowing it like three times a week, you know, fertilizing every month. What, what you made know. you learn fertilize? Did you grow up with the fertilized yard or like? Uh... My dad. Now, I didn't grow up with my dad, keep in mind. But one thing I, I did remember from my dad uh, from when, my, when they were married is my dad always had a great lawn. Always. That's, that's, and I love I, the pride I, behind it, man. I truly do. Yeah, 
I mean, it's good to have pride, but man, I was out. I was going to a dark place for me because I was, I was looking at other people and shaming them in my, in my heart, yeah. you know, so, so you were just, but, you had your house and you were just, yeah, you just take care of your house then. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that, but then my wife wanted to quit work. So I, and she had a pretty decent income and, you know, it was, it was pretty good. And, and I had, I had a pretty good job at the time. So I was like, this could be possible. But after we were like doing the numbers, you know, the home ec economics stuff, we realized I was like, okay, we can do this, but we got to save more money. And I definitely got to make more money. Right. <laughs> so I did the compute, the, the, I did the numbers and I was like, all I need is eight lawns. That's all I need. And we will be in the same financial position that we were before. That's all I need, you know, because we're going to save childcare now because we're thinking like, man, childcare is expensive. So had a lot of help there. So I was like, I said, okay, babe, I said, we can do, we can do one of two things. If I got to make more money, that means I'm going to be working more. I don't have that option, you know, where I'm working now. So this is going to mean a second job. So do you want me to go work for someone else? And they tell me when I'm going to work or do you want me to start a, a lawn business and I'll say need. when I work. You already knew you kind of in the back of your head, you, you knew you wanted to mow grass going back from watching some YouTube videos and manicuring your own lawn. So you already knew that there's obviously there's money to be made. And you probably looked around your neighbor's yards and said, man, if I could, if I did what from my yard to their yard, I can charge them that. And, and, and oh, so man. you already had the idea. I didn't even start watching lawn care videos until I decided I was going to start the business. Oh, okay. So I was doing, I was doing my lawn on my own and having some success with it just with like Scott's like weed and feed. Okay. I put that on there every 30 days and I mowed it three times a week. That's literally all I did. And I had, I had a little 21 inch, uh, uh, Troy built mower. It was like a 149 CC one, like super underpowered for anything. Right. But yeah, I mowed it three times a week. So it was cool. Yeah. I used to paint them yeah. walk behinds at MTD. <laughs> I hated them. <laughs> and hang six of them on a rack and you try to paint them. Yeah. Anyway, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had I had a curve shaft Boland's uh, weed eater, and I didn't even have to have a blower because not that much, there wasn't enough grass to blow off That's when awesome. I mowed. That's awesome. You know. So, what happened was I was like, man, it takes me like literally like ten minutes to mow my lawn. So then I'm listening. I'm watching Geek to Freak, right? And I'm like, oh, I, psh, I can do this. I can do this, yo. I'm like, I'm not even sweating when I'm done with my lawn. Right. So you can imagine I was in for a pretty big surprise. <laughs> oh, no doubt. So, yeah. So how'd you, how'd you start selling your, how'd you start selling your accounts? Door to door, man. I started knocking really? on doors. Yep. And I can't remember if I took a day off work. I, I can't remember or what, but I was like, well, I got to drum this up pretty quick. So I start knocking on doors and, uh, which I don't do that anymore, but. <laughs> well, what do you think, real quick before we jump in, what do you think about door-to-door -door for the new guy? Uh, I, I think it can be effective in that you can get work that way. Yeah. And I got work that way. I got all eight of my lawns that way. But what happened was I went and knocked on a door and somebody actually sent me over there. It was a husband. He caught me on the side of the road. He said, Hey, I need you to go over to my house. And you know, when you're done, give me a bit on mine. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Well, I went and I knocked on their door, but he wasn't there. His wife was with screaming kids behind that door. 
Right. <laughs> and she answers that door. I don't know why she did that, but she answered that door and she's got kids like this, just screaming in her face. Last thing. And she I'm wanted. like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> so then I get done with that day right then and there, because I'm like, I'm not knocking another door because I have no idea what's going on behind that thing. Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So then I go home and my wife is like totally like losing her brain and I'm trying to be a good husband. I'm listening to her and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like what happened? She's like, well, this happened, this happened. I'm having this kind of day. And then I hear somebody knocking on my door. Uh Oh, <laughs> it wasn't me, obviously, right. <laughs> but I was like, never knocking on another door in my life. Yeah. But, See, so it's effective, but I'm not a fan. Yeah. And I'm, I've done it before and I've even got to the, I, I even had like a little script where I, I'd go up and I'd say, uh, you know, Hey, I'm doing some work over here. I hate door-to-door -door salesmen. I'm just trying to grow my business. I'm out of here. You know? Yeah. But I was, it was a lie. You know, it was a script I wrote <laughs> up and I never felt good about it. I felt dirty. I felt icky. But I understand yeah. why you do it. I, not you, but I understand why you as the new person, you as in the guys yeah. watching, you as in me. Yeah. I understand why well, it's, it's done. It's free too. Right. You know, it costs you no money. It just costs you time. And, you know, when you're first starting your business, at least a lot of us, probably the majority of us, you know, we're, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm kind of fitting in that, you know, the larger majority of the people that are starting long care businesses. You're like, hey, I'll just use my stuff. You know, I'll just, you know, hit stuff up in my neighborhood. So I ain't got to go far, that type of stuff. And you're, you, you just don't have the money. You don't have the capital, you know, to go out there and you, you got to grow it. You got to grow it from what you got. Uh, and, you know, but that's just the way it is. And you learn and some people might still do it. But honestly, when was the last time you saw a lawn care door knocker? It's, it's been a long time. I, the last time I even did it was two years ago. And I've never had someone do it to where i live i don't even get jehovah's witness at my house so I'm pretty, <laughs> so i have okay. no one comes and knocks on my door sometimes i wish someone would come hang out but no uh, i know what you mean what do you, think about, yeah. what do you think about door hangers i always felt weird about door hangers as well just going i felt like i violated i i would hang my door hangers on mailboxes and then i had people comment on my videos saying yeah that's illegal this and that i wouldn't put them in i just put them on the little flyer right. or on the lip of it because I, I never felt comfortable going up on there. I always felt like I was invading somebody's privacy. Um, mm -hmm. your, your home is your castle. I just always felt icky. I never liked, but I, I get it at the same time. And I've yeah. done it. I've done it. I've did it mm -hmm. and I've done it. And I didn't like either one. But what, what's your kind of thoughts on it? Because it has to be done. Um, I, I, think, I think it can be marginal on the payoff. Um, and, but, and I think this might be somewhat regional, but what happens in, in my area, like now we got tens of thousands of houses right in this area. Like it's super dense. And that's why I chose to do, to do it here. Right. Or one of the reasons why I chose to do it here. But what I found is people drive in the garage and they may never go through their front door. Yeah, that's a great point too. There's a lot of nice, yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause you see the patio that runs around or mm -hmm. I don't ever use my front door other than maybe let my dog out or something. Maybe every now and again, open a door, get some sunlight. I don't ever use my front door ever, mm -hmm. you know, and the yeah. reality of people using their front door is very slim. Anytime I've ever went to somebody's house, use a side door, use a back door. You don't use it. Right. Half the time pizza guys yeah. don't even go to the front door. 
I know. know. If there are pizza pie worth their salt, or that's you know around there. So yeah, I I don't like it. And the reason I ask is you've been in business for a minute. You know a lot of guys in the industry, especially on the YouTube side. What do you think is maybe some of the best organic? Um, do you think Facebook maybe is the only way? Because Facebook seems to be dying. Yeah, I'm I'm trying new things is what I'm doing, and part of it is because um, for seven years I've been a solo guy. And this year I'm hiring, I'm, I'm hiring two people this Whoa, year. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's a big step. It, man. it is. It's a, it's a huge step as I'm finding out. I mean, I've always known it's a big step, but man, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to legit hire somebody, not 1099 on, but like yeah. run a payroll, workman's comp, paying their taxes. I mean, it's, it's expensive. And so, but I'm not full-time. I, I thought I was going to go full-time this year because of coronavirus and can we talk a little bit about that? Is that okay? Yeah, no, coronavirus is what helped get me uh, fall on my face and run my business to the ground. <laughs> so, so yeah, I hate the virus. So yeah, we can talk okay. about we can talk talk about all you want. All right. Well, I I work on a, on an Air Force base right now, driving a fuel truck. That's mm -hmm. my full time gig. So when Biden came out with the executive order uh, of the man, you know, uh, mandated uh, vaccines for both civil service and contractors, I don't do vaccines. Right. So my job's in jeopardy. And, and there's a big, long story to that. And we can talk about that uh, now or another time. But basically, the gist of it was, was I was preparing to not have my job anymore. Right. So hard, I was like, well, I'm gonna stop you real quick, because that's mm -hmm. a hard choice that a lot of people have to make. We had a mask mandate where I work at. And I got my shot because, you know, I, whatever. It's just me. And I get I get flack all the time for that. I don't care. I it just but I love the fact that you stood for your convictions and you just, it's not for you. Uh, when, well, I work in a private factory and we have a mask mandate and they were about to implement. Now I did, I got paid 350 bucks to get my shot. And that could have been an incentive. I don't know. But they wow. Us, yeah. They, and I said, okay, I'll do it. But they were offering people 350 bucks uh, and a mask mandate. So we had to wear a mask all the way up until like last week. But they never yeah, implemented the mandate for the shot. They never did that. It was a private company. And but it's just there were so many people that had never how do I explain this? Is people in a factory that are we call them lifers, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I look, I know I can make business elsewhere. These are lessons that right. I learned a couple of years ago. I documented on the channel. You guys hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit all the buttons. But <laughs> I learned that falling on my face multiple times, how to make money outside of a factory. Uh, I know I can bounce back if, if, if God right. forbid something happened at the factory, but there were so many people I seen the fear on their face when this first started coming in. Uh, cause I came in late back into the factory after I moved here and, and all that other stuff. And I was like, wow, there's so many people scared to death. There's so many, you know, they have no idea how to make an income. They've never, they've never went out right. and, and knocked doors or they have no That's idea right. what an LLC is. And I look, and I got so wrapped up in the, small business world talking to people like you to where we would complain about only making you know whatever whatever dollars but like we're talking about people that will make zero dollars they would have a cough right. people would get sick at work not sick but have a cough or a sneeze and you'd get sent home you have to lock down for 14 days right. and it, it, like them, them guys dealt with it and i was like oh man like it was so i know i know what you're saying so yeah go ahead yeah. back on the air force base and uh they 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 send some rules down from on high 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just to kind of extend on that, I also had people at work that were the same way. And, uh, and you know, they just didn't believe in themselves, you know, but because, you know, guys like you and me, uh, people have done it over and over again. It's, you know, starting a business is not as hard as people think. I mean, working a business can be kind of hard, but yeah. just getting going, I'm taking those first couple steps and just, it doesn't take long, you know, to where you realize I can really do this. I, I can do this. Uh, and, yeah, we had folks that had fear because they're like, what in the heck am I going to do? We had a guy going through a divorce. He's like, I can't lose my job yet. I might lose my kids too, yeah. you know? So it was kind of a really bad situation. So uh, so I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful that the Lord has directed my steps in this way because I wasn't thinking about coronavirus when I started the business. Yeah. You know, that's not what I was thinking about, yeah. you know, but he directed my steps, I believe, uh, and has kind of set my way you know, to, uh, for my good, you know? And so that's what I was doing. I was preparing to lose my job. So I was like, okay, full-time long care it is. And, uh, uh, so I started preparing. I was like, I got to hire people. That's what's happening. And then lo and behold, the requirement gets dropped. And I'm like, wow, well, what do I do now? Like, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to keep on hiring. I guess I'm going to hire people and maybe I won't mow as much. <laughs> so you're, you're not doing just, uh, see, I thought you were doing like uh, just spraying lawns. I didn't realize you were yeah. uh, mowing weekly accounts as well. Yeah, I, I, I was spraying, but uh, when, when I realized that I had to, I had to hire people uh, just being in the military. I mean, I've trained, I, I was about to say a really ridiculous number that wasn't true, but uh, I, I trained a number of people. You know, and training is not the easiest thing to do. So if you can simplify things, that's better. You know, simplify things in the beginning and then and then grow, help, you know, let the person mature and grow into their role. And then and then maybe you can you can do other things. Well, so I was doing, you know, basically everything. If you wanted me to aerate your lawn, I'd aerate it. If you wanted me to spray your lawn, I'd spray it. If you want me to mow it, trim bushes, whatever. The only thing I didn't do trees because I'm scared of heights, so I don't do trees. <laughs> ain't, ain't, nothing, you know. ain't nothing wrong with that i don't know yeah i know exactly what you're saying I'm, I'm i'm in the process of uh like i said i moved to a different state and uh mm -hmm. i'm kind of restarting everything revamping the youtube channel and i'm i'm slowly building a business this time i'm back in a factory which is good about my factory is i work seven 12 hour days and then i'm off for seven days which is sucks yeah. for the 84 hours or whatever it is yes but it's awesome to have the seven days off. So instead of doing weekly mowing, which I'll pick up maybe some accounts I can do like nine days, 10 days, seven, eight days, mm -hmm. somewhere around that. But I'm not really focused on that. I'm really focused on slowly building this time instead of going face first, you know, um, yeah. more soft wash, pressure wash, stuff that's kind of like low overhead. Uh, risk management so low to where I can schedule right. it out. I can get it done quick. You can spray, go in, spray some bleach, get a driveway done quick, still make really good money. Now the reoccurring yeah. work isn't there. So I'm going to have to really, I'm in the process of kind of finding a new name and building a new website. So I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to start talking about more SEO work and Facebook stuff, but new guys, they probably won't know what any of that marketing strategy is, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just simplifying everything. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mowing is great. You know, Any, you know, mowing's great. It's a, most people know how to do it for the most part. Yeah. Except run a, run a weed eater. I found hard to find good help that know how to run a weed eater. Right. 
Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, and I think about that too. And that was one, that was one of my strategies uh, is because I was like, man, you know, we've heard this before. Well, it was just mowing, you know, like anybody can do it. Right. And it's like, well, you know, obviously anybody can't do it because, you know, people get hired and fired all the time from that job, <laughs> you know? So, you know, yeah, that's true. So, so when you hire people is it's, I really wanted to focus time on them. And I know this isn't quite for the necessarily for the brand new guy, uh, but um, but you got a question coming up eventually about you know my piece of advice is kind of relative. Um, is for the new guy, like it's better to keep it keep it simple because it's less to manage, you know. So when you're taking on people for the first time, people are very complex. Yeah. So when you, especially when you, you don't know if they're going to work out or not. So you're going to hire somebody, you're going to, you're, you're marketing, you're, you're, you're trying to get in work so you can keep paying them, you know, so you're not just better off just doing a solo. So you get the work, but then what if they don't work out? Well, now you have to do all that work Yeah. or you're in a pinch to find somebody else. So you get in this weird cycle. I'm, you know, this is what I'm forecasting because I haven't gone through this yet. This is just what I'm forecasting smart, yeah. um, is that you're, it would be really easy to get stuck in the cycle of kind of desperate for, for employees. And you kind of just, you'll take anybody you'll take anybody so i figured it's better to just simplify it i'm just going to do a few things that most people should be able to pick up on fairly quickly and, and then if they stick around long enough and i can sell a, a i can sell a, a service then maybe i'll expand the business at that time so at this time i'm just doing mowing bushes mulch and cleanups beautiful. that's it beautiful you know everything else is a no yeah you and know? it's hard it's it well, you're, you've been in business long enough to where you're prepared to probably walk away from someone if you get red flags, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. You're prepared to have, you're, you probably have standards in your business and, and different things to where if you don't feel like a client's going to fit, you're, you're just going to say, okay, this isn't, uh, 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 we're not going to work out. You know, you're going to break mm -hmm. up with a client. If you, that was one thing yeah. that I really, really struggled with. I would find myself being totally miserable and it reflected it. I was going back watching some of my old videos and it really reflected in a couple of clients that I had prior my last venture. And I just, I would go and I hated it and I didn't want them, but I thought I needed to yeah. take on every dollar, everything. And I didn't need it. And I realized that this more, this message part is more towards the new guys. Find your target demographic. If you will know the client that you want or know the clients you're going, you're going to have you're going to have the crappy yards no matter what. Take all the money you can in the beginning because you need the money. But if you, the time that you're there, you're wasting time from going and finding someone. Or if you got red flags, right. just don't be afraid to walk away because it's going to take time for you as the new guy to build the confidence to even know what you're talking about. You might know how to do That's all right. the work, but you don't know how to sell the work. You know, you got anything right. to add to it because most yeah. people are scared to walk away from a job. Yeah. And you know, that that's happened to me. I think, I think all of us have probably gone through that. It's like, man, I mean, the freak would have called it a Pete alone, you know, <laughs> uh, we've, we've all taken those lawns and you, sometimes you don't even know if a lawn is going to be that way. I mean, you get better at looking at the lawns and be like, okay, that's going to be terrible. I'm not going to want to do that. But especially in the beginning, it, it's almost inevitable. You're going to take lawns that you're not going to enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, and you're going to wish that you didn't have them. They're still paying you, but you're just going to wish you didn't have them because you just dread going to it, yeah. you know, and that's no different than your, 
you know, your 40 hour a week job that, you know, I mean, that's most, most people are, are unsatisfied. That's just a fact. Most yeah. people are unsatisfied with their employment. You don't want your business to look like that. Otherwise you might as well just go work for someone else. Yeah. In my yeah, opinion. It, 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 absolutely. I have a lot of guys that kind of get aggravated with me at the factory I work at because, you know, they see my videos and I'm, I'm cheery when I leave work. I'm still cheery when I come into work. <laughs> Then they see me pressure washing and doing stuff that they hate to do around their house, mowing grass, running a weed eater, running blowers, cheery, yelling into a camera, blah, blah, you know, <laughs> and they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm just like, they're like, you actually like it here? I'm like, no, I hate working here. I said, but I love you guys. And I said, uh, yeah, what, what I told you, what I told my buddy the other day, Brad, I told him, I was like, dude, you don't understand. I said, I get seven days off. I still, I'm still making money no matter what. So I'm building something outside of here. This isn't my this isn't the end of the road for me. I said, this, yeah. this right here is just a, just a stopping point. So I'm just hanging out with you guys, having a good time. This is going to be my, my insurance and um, line of credit, proof of credit. So I'm, I'm just using this place. So it's like, I hate it. It's miserable, but <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. I, I need to come, right. here, you know, and I enjoy you guys. And he was just like, you're a nut job. You need to just go away. And I, I was, you know, I was too cheery for him. In the morning. <laughs> You know, coffee was too strong, I guess, that morning. But and that's a, that's kind of attitude. I look at opportunity a lot different. They're like, well, why don't you do this or do that in your business? And, you know, everybody who isn't a business yeah. owner or doesn't have a business, they all have ideas yeah. for business. And I'm like, that that doesn't add up with the numbers doesn't really work for me. You know, they everybody yeah. looks at capitalism and business as like Walmart or something. And I'm like, no, right. dude, like, it's not like that. Does, does any of that make sense of what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's funny you say you say that because that 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 happens so much to me now. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years now, seven seasons, I should say. And I still go to work, and all the guys they want to give me advice on YouTube channel. They've never built a YouTube channel, right? You know, they want to give me lawn care advice. They've never built a lawn care business. You know, <laughs> they never built any business. You know, so and you're going to get a lot of advice or people. You know, just starting out, they're going to get a lot of advice, and 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 it's so important just to be able to say, you know, what, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And yeah. it's okay. It's okay. You know? and, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. And, um, uh, and a lot of, a lot of time I was compelled. And whenever I first started by business, I was compelled. I felt like I needed to hurry up and go full-time into business because a, I was creating yeah. content and it felt like at the time, 2019 era on long care, YouTube, the big thing was know your worth. And, um, it was know your worth and, and go full time. That was like the big message mm -hmm. from the big channels was coming down from on high is what it felt like. So yeah. I, was, I was a guy watching it and I barely knew how to run a weed eater. And I, I never even used a, a blower, let alone a backpack blower at this time. I had no idea. I used a broom and I thought that's what you used. I thought I didn't know, you know what I mean? So once I was like, okay, well, I need to just, I need to, my ego, my point is my ego. So for the new guys, don't let your ego get, go, get in your way. Yeah. Go work your factory job. Enjoy it. It's a blessing. You have steady income, no matter what, use that as an opportunity to, you know, to build your business or to be what I'm doing it for is I'm being picky with people. I won't just go pressure, right. you know, well, right now I'm kind of doing some stuff for YouTube, but for the most part, I don't like just going and pressure washing just somebody's place. If, if their right. house is filthy, but they only want their driveway done and they don't want to look my name's on this. You know, I'm not, no, it's not going to work for me, which I'm kind of lenient right now because you know, I'm still, I ain't got my shirts made. My truck's not labeled up yet or nothing. So yeah. I can kind of hide, but 
at the end of the day, especially when I get my business going, if you don't want, if you don't want the work that I want for your house, I'm not, it's not an upsell. I'm not trying to upsell, but the least right. I'm going to do is your house and your, I'm not going to walk away and your house look like filth. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Neighbor yeah. across the street sees that. I'm not getting that. No yeah. way. Yeah. And the, but the thing about it is there's people that will do it. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and it's okay if you're not their guy. Right. That's okay. Perfectly fine. You I know? totally agree. You know, somebody will do it, but I'm not that guy. Yep. So, yeah. Thanks and, for the... Speaking of the other guys, uh, I had, I was arguing in a comment section the other day, which is a beautiful place to argue is uh, <laughs> some new guy was like, yeah, but you don't understand. I got all these competitors in my area and I'm like, stop right there. They're not your competitors. They're going through the same struggle. There's everybody's got a yard. Every there's grass everywhere. You can't cut it all. I said, you're going to get, if you meet this guy and this guy couldn't, he couldn't, he just couldn't pick up what I was saying. I was like, these aren't your competitors. They're struggling just the same as you. You're willing to do jobs that they don't want to do. And you're not going to do jobs that maybe they're going to do. You can get, I've gotten more work by talking to other lawn care guys in my area, not this area, cause I'm still new here, but yeah. before I got more work working with other lawn care and landscape companies. Cause I was willing to take on some of the crappier jobs that these other guys didn't want to do. And they were yeah. happy to kick them my way because they don't want to feel stupid being like, well, you're going to have to call somebody else. So that makes them feel more professional whenever they can say here, this isn't going to fit for me, but here's, here's a guy yeah. I know. It makes them feel like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I don't know. It's just kind of like an ego type, not ego, ego is bad work, but it's a more professional thing to say. I know a guy, here's his card, or I know a guy here, take this number down. He does a lot. He, he does a lot of work like this. And I think he'd be a good fit for you. So that way you're not leaving right. a client high and dry. If, if they ever right. get, get into some right. money, they know you're more high end, simple stuff, simple stuff like that. You don't have competition yeah. out there. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the trick too, you know, is, is cause I've done that too. You know, it's like, man, I got this lawn and I'm just not happy with it. Hey man. <laughs> and I, I just catch a guy. I kind of feel a little bit bad about this because at the time when I was, when I did this a couple of times, I didn't know that many people in my local area. I knew more right. YouTube people, but not, not enough people that were actually working in my area. So I go over and I'd be like, Oh man, I've seen that truck, you know, at least two seasons in a row. So he must be doing something kind of right. So I go over and I'm like, Hey man, you want another account, you know, another account. And he'd be like, is it in this neighborhood? And I'd be like, yeah. And he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Then, you know, we're, we're on, you know? And, and so, yeah, it's just that, you know, you got to kind of, that's one thing I guess you got to nail down is, you know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but you have to know what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it takes a while to get there, you know? So user, it does. It does. For the new guys, use your winners. Use your winners. I say, what do you think of, uh, I've been bouncing this and I'm going to use you as kind of a template for my next like Instagram topic. So what do you think of rate minimums, like free estimate versus like a, a, I don't like the idea. I'd like the idea of free estimates, but everybody does free estimates. I think you can eliminate a lot of tire kickers, but just, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Instead of doing free estimates, mm -hmm. charge like five, $10 to come to like, I I don't know. I'm, this is kind of something I'm kicking around in my, in my old noggin to where if they're not willing to pay and maybe you can tack it on if the, if you get the huh? job, if not, maybe you just eat it. But I don't, I don't know. You, you see what I'm saying? Just because it's yeah, like, I've, I've wasted going and checking something out. Yeah, you know that's you're true. not going to get some of that is going to be down uh, your, your density, you know, or, 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 or uh, shrinking the area that you're willing to work in. Because I mean, for instance, like I, I did, I did a bid the other day and, you know, I do free estimates, 
Right. And, and I went and did a bit, but it was literally on my way home. <laughs> like literally, I mean, it, it took me, it may, I doubt it even took me 10 minutes. She wasn't even there. She even said, she's like, do I even have to be there? You don't even have to be there, you know? So that's cool. So, so, but there's other things too, that are more complex jobs. Like if you're into like hardscaping or, you know, if, if that's the market you're going for, that probably deserves a little bit more time. And I've heard people do, yeah, you know, but for usually for just mowing, there's not a whole lot, but there's so many different things you can do to make sure that you still get paid for that. So um, one of those things, you know, is putting it on the bid, you know, you could do that. But when you have reoccurring mowing, like they just want the rate, like you can't be like, well, I guess you could, you could be like the first one 70. And then from here on out, it'll be 40. You right. could do that. But most of the time when you, at least then when I've heard about doing that, that's because the lawn's usually overgrown, you know? So, yeah. you know, like, were well, you gonna charge a hundred bucks that first time? You know, how do you, how do you justify that to the customer in that way? So for, for the simple jobs, I think you can get away. I, me personally, I think, I think you can get away with free estimates as long as your, your service area is small. Uh, and, and it's a relatively simple job, uh, that they're more complex are probably going to lend themselves to one times. And it's really easy to put in, uh, your, to get paid for that in the estimate. That makes a lot of sense. That makes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a total lot. If I was doing like a landscape, if I was only doing landscape installs, hardscape projects. Yeah, I would definitely, or if I was a contractor, like doing service call, like your water line busted, I'm not driving yeah. all the way out there to look at a water line for free. You, I'm coming, yeah. I'm bringing some tools. We, or, you know, yeah. Okay. That makes a ton, a ton of sense because lawn care, like lawn mowing. I, uh, yeah, because you can eat, everybody has free estimates. I'm, I'm getting a price over the phone. You can even yeah. qualify them over the phone really to where yeah a lot of people are doing that if you know your area well enough yeah and then even so even if you misquoted at first you can like quote it you know with like you know satellite measuring and then you can put something in your if you have terms and uh terms and conditions you can put something in your tnc's uh that says hey you know and this is an initial quote um but if we get there and it turns out you know you got planners all over the place and you want them moved right <laughs> there's know. a difference between quote and an estimate that's a you brought that up. That's brilliant because I learned that lesson the hard way, a quote and an estimate. Because sometimes you yeah. get into a job. Now you got to be careful and you got to be easy when you sell it and when you explain it. And yeah, you can't start on something and then back out. But understand yeah. there's a difference between a quote and an estimate. You're just estimating what it's about to cost versus a quote is you're saying, here, here's your quote. Here's yeah. what I'm going to charge you versus an estimate. I think it's going to be about this. Let me get out there and like actually dig into it and see where we're at. Now you gotta be very clear. <laughs> I wasn't. It does. Yeah. Communication is key on that because when people, when you, when you throw a number out there, that's what they're going to expect. And you can't get too far and away from that. Right. So your estimate's going to, it needs to be pretty close. Right. You know, so, you know, the other thing too, just to take that another step further is, is if you had a client, cause this happens to me more than I wished. Cause I just don't like dealing with it. I, but You'll, you'll bid a lawn and it'll be, it'll be somebody like, let's just say they've, they've lived there for a relatively short time and they've got all these plans for their yard. So you quote it and it's, let's say they got nothing in the backyard. Well, they decide they want a pool. So they throw in a pool. Are you going to mow for the same price? Hmm. Yeah. Good question. You know, or, you know, they, they put these obstacles 
you know, in your way that slow you down and take time, you know, so next thing you know, you quoted that job, you know, let's just say you're a solo guy, guy you know, you're going to mow for 30 minutes. So you quote it for whatever your rate is, let's just call it a dollar an hour, let's just say, well, now all of a sudden it takes you 40 minutes. You're spending 33% more time on property, but you're making the same money. Yeah. At, yeah. at the 30 minutes. That's really true. That's why I wrote down. I just wrote my little note for topics is it's all about saving time. So, you know, and I yeah. tied it into my quote versus estimate and yeah, even reoccurring, even reoccurring clients. And let me, yeah. while we're kind of like on a random topic, uh, Seth, the lawn surgeon, this is off the wall, Seth, the lawn surgeon. Uh, I was watching his uh, tipsy talk the other day and Seth's been in the business for a long time. YouTuber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. good channel. He's, he's, uh, he's a big, he's a big dude, man. Big guy. I met him at GIE. Great guy. Anyway, he was talking about gas prices and people yeah. raising, raising their prices. It's like, but he was kind of laughing about it. He says, you're going to, you're going to lower your prices when gas comes down. Right. And he kind of stared at the camera and that got me to thinking, you know, everybody on YouTube wants to give the best advice and, but it's all about clicks and views. And I get it. It sounds good to say, raise your price, raise your price. But he is correct when he questions, okay, when gas goes, because it's, go, it's been to $4 a gallon before, and it's dropped back down to $2 a gallon before, no one dropped their prices back down because That's gas right. prices went down. So That's right. how do you, and I understand inflation, you know, yeah, yeah. All that goes up and down, it seems like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I always joke around and say, I'm not a gynecologist. I don't know. <laughs> horrible joke. Horrible joke. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a smart person. So I, I was kind of simple. What do you think about uh, with, with the rate of the gas prices right now, the inflation, you know, 40% of all money was printed in 2019 and all that, all the numbers that people throw out to justify yeah. raising prices. What do you think about that? Uh, well, first of all, man, I want you to know that, man, you are, you are a highly intelligent individual. Well, I, gotta tell you that, man. I appreciate you throw that stuff out there. And, and I know that I know where that comes from, but, 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 uh, uh, even, I don't know if you didn't, you know, but I know where that comes from and I just want to build you up, man. You are, you are, uh, a highly intelligent person, man. And, and, uh, it's easy to see that, you know? Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not an, I'm not an economist by no means. And I usually don't pay attention to it or a gynecologist, any of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even stay in a holiday in. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the, what do you, what do you think of the rate increases and stuff? Yeah. I, in one respect, I totally agree with him, right. you know, cause you can't, you can't adjust your rate. People, people in our business where you got reoccurring work, they need, they're budgeting. You know, so just because there's a gas hike that week doesn't necessarily mean it's like, hey, I'm charging you another three bucks on your lawn because of gas. Well, I actually thought about that. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. It's somewhere between the first and third year. I was like, man, because everybody's like, oh man, gas. You're just going to go through gas, 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 gas. And, and I was thinking, man, well, that's got to affect me some way. When I started actually doing the numbers, like the difference between like ten cents, and I can't remember what I was numbers I was using at the time. But I was like, okay, what if it? What if gas went up this much? How much is that actually? costing me to do that one lawn right you know to compensate for that 10 cent raise at the pump with that i'm putting a, in a in a can that i'm mowing everybody's lawn with i gotta divide that up yeah right yeah to make it fair on them i gotta be like well you know uh-oh 
We lost Matt. You still there? Yep, I'm still here. My wife, my wife was calling me. Oh, uh, you did. <laughs> so, but I hung up on her. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna pause it and then come back? Can we pause it? Yeah, let me find the, let me find a pause button. Yep, it's recording now. Okay. okay. So we're talking about the gas. Yep. So so basically, you're going to the pump, you're filling it up, you might have two gallons, whatever, but you got to disperse that two gallons across everybody, you know, so you got to divide that up. So you got to figure out, okay, a 10,000 square foot yard isn't going to cost as much to mow as a 5,000 square foot yard. And it's coming out of the same can. So that's a lot of time and energy trying to compute that and trying to adjust because gas prices went up 10 cents. You know, and then in the end, when I actually did figure that out a little bit and it, you know, and it took me a little while because that's a lot of math for me, you know, yeah. I realized it's really not that much more that you'd have to charge them for their lawn. It's like pennies or nickels, you know, it's not even like a whole dollar, <laughs> wow. you know? Yeah. Come to think about it. Yeah. I never thought about it that way because the guy with the 5,000 square foot versus the 50,000 square foot yard they're yeah. getting charged yeah this comes out of yeah. the same gas can yeah i mean you i mean it i understand the logic behind it because i think i saw that same thing on instagram and, and i think uh brian's chimed in and was like well bro i think you're off base on this one um but i think they're both right because brian he's looking at the bigger picture like what's my overall cost over a course of a year you know so he's like i forget what his percentages were but i think he said it went to like 20%, 20 something percent of a bit of a lawn care business expense goes to gas, you know? And I think that that's different depending on the equipment you're using, yeah. you know, uh, there's just all kinds of variables. So the way I feel about that is you either have to say, okay, I'm just going to do, uh, like a blanket increase on everybody. And some people are going to pay a little bit more. Some people are going to pay a little bit less, you know, out of that can, yeah. and they're just gonna have to suck it up and they'll never know. Um, but yeah. Brian's right that there's more significant, or, or I'm sorry, Seth is right that, hey, if you're just raising your prices just because gas went up, right, you need to rethink that. Where Brian's mentality on that was, okay, you know, gas went up, but then what about maintenance on all this type of stuff and blah, 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 which he's totally total right too, you know. Cost of inflation. So, yeah, but I think if things start trending up, like gas prices go up, like like right now we're at um, for non-ethanol because we we actually get real gas here. I don't know if you guys do. No. Um, we get real gas, and you're you're like, you know, four four thirty a gallon. Yeah, we're like four some four oh nine something like that. Yeah. So last year we we're or well I say last year it was probably more like two years ago we were like a buck sixty a gallon. Yeah, when so I that's, first that's broke into change. the business, yeah, because my yeah. truck had a 32-gallon tank, and I carried a couple five-gallon tank, and it's a huge difference, especially for someone new in the business, but if you just budget your business outright and charge, charging your people accordingly to where they're paying for your equipment, you know, they're paying for your employees, you, but it's hard to do it if you only got a handful of clients versus you got 20 clients a day for five days, and you, you know, let's say you got 60, 70 weekly accounts versus you got 30 weekly accounts yeah that makes a huge difference especially on gas consumption i mean yeah. that 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 seven clients a week you're probably not even going to exhaust a can right you know so but yeah so it's like as long as you're charging accordingly and you got a huge bit people who got a, a very large business you know 
like let's say let's just use rick from uh caleb's lawn care yeah he he does a ton and he's local to me like 40 miles away we we talk all the time that's awesome yeah we're we talk the gospel a lot and he's always on my case holding me accountable which is great i've never good good but like he no that doesn't bother him where he's you know he's doing it the right way versus someone brand new to it that probably really would they probably don't have their prices right anyway you know what i mean right so it's all all time i can justify both ways just like what you're talking about but yeah good price of gas goes up the mechanics got to raise his and with the with everything sitting out on the water in California, where uh, they weren't bringing anything in for so long, and everything's on hold, it seems like everything's right. on hold. It's everything gets kicked back in inflation. We knew we all knew inflation was going to be an issue. Whenever you yeah. whenever you print so much money, you do what forty trillion dollars? No, I want 40 right, trillion. right, so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so it was, that was just something that that was kind of off topic and and we won't go too much longer it's already getting to be 9 30 time flies man i haven't even realized how long it, it, it's been and we you know anyway so let, let's just uh let's keep going to your your story sure. what, what, so you're bringing on a guy or do you have you already yeah. got a guy picked out you've already trained a guy or i've got two guys picked out i've got one guy hired um and then uh i want to take on here what month is it march his whole life his whole life story is inter- now intertwined yeah. yeah that's what made me nervous where i just had guys 1099 and one guy just paid him cash oh you're not allowed to do that what oh, shut up whatever everybody does it but <laughs> where i had to like be resp- i was everybody says the owner gets paid first i never did and maybe i did it wrong but i looked at him he had kids and family i wanted to make sure he was taken care of I didn't realize the amount of responsibility that I was bringing on whenever I was just paying guys cash. Like, I just, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I just, their life is now in my hands. I felt like, and maybe I could have been rude and stuff, but I wasn't that way. I wanted to make sure, you know, so I went last and that caused a problem with my lady. You know, I didn't put God first in my business and I didn't have my wife involved or my fiance involved at all, you know, so it wasn't fair to her. And that's no wonder why I didn't, I didn't succeed. Yeah. You know, I was, I built it on sand instead of, rock, <laughs> you know, but anyway, keep going, keep going with the bringing a guy on and stuff. Yeah, no, I totally felt that actually. And that's one of the things that my wife was very concerned about. She was like, you know, if people are going to work for you, you, you understand that like, they're going to count on you for a paycheck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty heavy. You know, that's super heavy. And um, last year, I, I was I was actually reading I was reading uh, uh, in the Old Testament and it was talking about you know all the Old Testament laws uh, the Leviticus laws or yeah Le, Le, you know the first five books of the Bible are all considered the law yeah that's so, the, yeah yeah you know so I was reading in there and and it was talking about like um, that relationship between like employer and employee and it talked about how um, if if you have somebody working for you you know, and they're poor and, you know, they, they owe people money. Like they have debts, right. They're, they're trying to live their life because it's, it's hard to go through this life without being in debt to somebody. We're all in debt to somebody in some way, yeah. right. Whether you're paying rent or you got a mortgage or your car. I mean, we're, we're all kind of in debt. Everybody's got bills basically. And they knew that back that time. It's interesting what it said. And it impacted me. It said, it said, if you got somebody, basically an employee of yours, they're in a hard time 
and they're relying on you for money, don't make them wait for it because they owe people. Like, don't make them wait. It says you're supposed to pay them every day. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you pay all your employees every day. It just means that you're supposed to care about your employees and the things that they're going through and understand that just like you got responsibilities, they got responsibilities too. And because you have set yourself over them, you have more than just a responsibility to pay them every two weeks. You have a responsibility to care enough about them that that you're you're supposed to it's supposed to go beyond just employer employee relationship. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's 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 beautiful too because not a lot of people preach that message. And you see a lot of guys, whether you turn to YouTube and some of these bigger channels, like and I get it. We run through a lot. Unfortunately, in the green industry, you get uh, people like me who had struggled with addiction. Um, you have a lot of that because, you know, factories hire fairly regular. It's steady income. You're working all winter long. Um, you ain't got it. But they, they're like I had a message for people before. It's like that guy that you might have overlooked or you think is a junkie or you're coming out of addiction. You're not going to get he might go to bat for you. If you just cared about it. he's probably one of them guys like me. He's never had anybody you know, mm-hmm. do anything nice for him. So he would, he could be the nicest, give you the shirt off his back. If that was a, yeah. how do I explain? I'm getting all twisted up inside. So I know exactly what you're saying. Like as capital, yeah. I mentioned something in one of my last videos. I said, capitalism is a beautiful thing, but it's also ran down because of uh, horrible people that, you know, got into, got into it and they just destroyed the pure capitalism, the pure trade uh, me going to a kid across the street, you know, Hey man, after you get out of class, you can come work for me and the beauty of yeah. it to where you, you can help him buy his first car, but you're not doing it at yeah. all. He's working for it. And without him, you wouldn't be able to handle these certain clients and yeah. building this together. Maybe you sell the your dream maybe you sell it to your right hand man or your first employee usually becomes your right hand man they maybe they buy into the dream and they can grow with your business now yeah you own the business but they're a big part of it and maybe they can be the crew man later on and make real money like they help you make because you can't make you can only get so far as a solo guy that's absolutely right that's absolutely right yeah so for the long term i mean people have to consider you know not just What's a business model? How am I going to generate revenue? You know, you know, how am I, how am I going to keep my bottom line where I want it to be? Um, it's so important. And, 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 and the Bible's really teaching me a lot about business in this way in regards to um, uh, the proper way to treat people in business. You know, they're, if you care about them, you know, and, and you do what's right by them, that's kind of, I thought, at least as my experience now, I feel like that's uncommon in the workplace. Yeah. You know, you to treat go to work someone and like actually, a worker, they're going to act yeah. like a worker. Yeah. You treat them like a, maybe a partner, especially early on in business where yeah. you're at. Yeah. You know I mean? Kind of like try that. to invest in them or try to, try to help them to, to, to see that, you know, I'm growing this business for me. That's true. You right. know, this business was here before you but I can't do this without you. Right. And that makes you in a way, not legally and not authoritatively, but in heart, that makes you part owner of this really. Right. Yeah. Take you know? pride. Take well, pride still a bad word, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Take pride in what you're doing and, and, and sell them the dream, but not sell them the dream. So they work for you and then you're going to pull the rug, but 
just be genuine and real because you know i had a supervisor um at my, when my old factory used to where if he literally told me to go punch a guy in the face and i knew it was i would still have done it because he went to bat for me so many i would have yeah. done anything he was just such a great leader and if i could ever aspire to be it's all about every, to boil everything down it's all about charisma and leadership yeah. if you are not a good leader and you don't gen, people know people know when you're lying to them people know when they're getting used people know that your guys know you're the boss even though they might take some they might help you build your business bigger and you can't do it without them maybe let's just forecast yeah. the future but if you, you're a good leader to them they will go to they will go to bat for you treat them as such you know yeah and what just yeah. like the parable of where the guys getting paid he's the guys that get paid they're working 12 hours they get their one yeah the talents yeah they get their one piece of gold i can't remember what the coin was called in the in the scriptures but then all the guys all of a sudden the guy at the very end of the day works for an hour and he says wait we've been here all day he's like hey you don't the 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 owner of the little vineyard or whatever said you don't worry about it like these grapes yeah. would be getting turned into wine yeah. without me paying you whatever. Man, I wish I could have. I w- I should have looked into it right before I started this, so I can kind of have it fresh. No, no, mind. so that's totally okay. It was really interesting because uh, at the end of that parable, what, what the what he tells me, he says, "Did you not agree to work for the same for this amount?" Yeah, you know what I'm talking you about. You knew you yeah. were starting at this time, and you agreed to work for that. Right. Yeah. So don't you worry know? about anybody else. Yeah, that's my business. If I want to pay this guy this much. Right. You know, and it's interesting. There's, there's, you know, biblically, there's so many different lessons, you know, to be learned. And, and it's so hard because, you know, you work in the world and and you work for so many different places and the world is just the world. Right. And there's people that love the Lord that are working in the world. But, but the, what my experience is the places that I've worked is, you know, it's all about, you know, your, your reward is your paycheck. Like, you don't have to like me. I don't have to like you. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Just get here when I tell you to get here, and I will pay you when I tell you I'm going to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> and be satisfied with your check, which is which is fine, you know, because in, ex- in essence, we agreed to do that. They're not necessarily obligated to, to have that relationship. But, man, those businesses that are, that are really, you know, doing well by their, by their employees – you know, I think that's why Chick-fil-A is so successful. I can't get a sandwich without waiting for an hour <laughs> or not quite an hour, but I'm waiting in line. I'm waiting in line. And yeah. Wait is. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's, it's just everybody, you said, you said you've had, you, you've worked for leaders before and it's just, they're so, they're so rare. You know, they're so rare to find somebody that knows how to motivate people um, and, and knows how to truly care about them. And not just because, you need them, but because you actually care about them. And so that's one of my big goals with, with, uh, with, with taking on employees is I really want to love them right. in my heart. I want to love them and care about them. Uh, and, you know, some people might say, it's like, well, that might be to the demise of your business. If you care about them more than the business. I, I get that. I hear that too. And it just breaks my heart to even th- that's your first thought, you know, that I've heard the same thing. And it's like, Man, you haven't even given the guy a chance. You're already being greedy with your business. Oh, no, I don't know, but I know exactly what you're saying. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, it's totally fine because that can happen. That is a pitfall, you know. But, um, but you know, the more we the more we grow as leaders, you know, we know we know where to draw the lines. 
you know, you know, cause you gotta be wise to say, okay, this isn't working out anymore, but you're right. You can't be so closed off to your ideal employee that you just, everybody else doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause you're not going to, no one's going to like, especially at first, no one's going to, let's say uh, for the people I helped or helped out, that's rude to say for the people that I picked up and, and, you know, paid them for the, whatever, you know, they didn't really truly care about my business much as uh, I did. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that started it. I'm the one that's got the bread. Like, they're they're doing a job, but I didn't do a good enough job as a leader to sell them on my whole goals. Like I got so wrapped up into like some at one time I still think about it all the time. I dropped these two guys off and told them what to do, and I see it all playing out in my head. And yeah. I get back to the job two hours later, or three, four, five hours later, whatever it was, and nothing quite kind of got done like how I thought it was, and I was kind of a jerk about it. And they know that it was out of my character that I was just stressed out, but. They yeah. still got that. I paid pretty good. I paid like 20 bucks an hour. So I was feeding out money for a one day job that turned into like a three day job. And we all got yeah. these stories and I was so new in business and I was spread so thin. I, it wasn't fair to them either, but it wasn't, I, I should have done better, you know, and th those are pitfalls that I learn. I look at them like, well, looking back now, like, I'm so glad that happened. So I know, <laughs> I know to do better. But yeah, yeah absolutely, man. So don't, you don't you don't waste those times, you know. And and that's that's something that I've tried to do, or something I tell myself in my business. It's like, you know what? If something doesn't work, just stop doing that. Just don't do that anymore. Right. Do something different. And I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what you do after that. It does, but you'll know, you know. But you got to stop doing the same thing over and over again that isn't working. You got to do something different, you know. Right. Even if it's to the next wrong thing. Well, stop doing that too. And <laughs> until you find the right thing, you yeah. find that thing that works. Yeah. And business, business takes, business takes time. So what, what uh, real quick before we, before we close up, you said sure. we're moving to an RV. Yeah. I love it. What, what, what's going on? Okay. Um, okay. My wife, she wasn't going to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. She wasn't going to homeschool our kids. Those two things happen. Yeah. And then <laughs> Never wanted to move out. School. We'll talk about that <laughs> at a different time. <laughs> she she didn't want to move out in the country. Yeah. My, me and my wife's first camping experience was with our Bible study. So, hey, we're going camping. My wife thought it was just lunch at the lake. Uh-oh. And we're going back home and sleeping in our bed. I'm like, I'm all like, we need tents. We ain't got no sleeping bags. We need to be doing. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're going camping. She's like, yes, I've got it covered. <laughs> I said, no, you don't. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so here we are. We we bought land at the beginning of the year. And, uh, Congratulations. And, and honestly, it's, people are going to have called me a little bit stupid. But, man, I had like four or five 401ks out there. I just dissolved them all. Hey, just went and bought land. That's all. They don't make no more of it. <laughs> no. And, again, Father... You know, I call him father at times, but father, you know, really just directed our steps on the house that we have. And fortunately, with the market up, we're just going to make a ton of money on that. And we're going to rebuild a house. That's awesome. And we've never been rich people. We've never even been like, you know, we're just normal, average people. You know, our house is 1500 square foot and they're stacked right on top of each other. That's the kind of neighborhoods we live in, you know. I mean, that's not like richness. As a matter of fact, when we built our house here, people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to be our starter home. I'm like, this is our forever home, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is our home. <laughs> you know, like this is the biggest house I've ever lived in. Yeah. And so, yeah, so now here we are. We're 
we're developing land and and, and even that's teaching me about business because I can't get a contractor to return a call. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. I am going to return phone calls. <laughs> now, did you automate or are you going to automate some of your uh, like phone calls? Like maybe like I thought about getting like an 844 number, like a toll mm -hmm. and then have it. I don't know. Kind of. I don't know. I'll probably just have my sh number on a shirt like everybody else. But I <laughs> some of the automated systems to where you kind of weed out some people and then it goes to. You know, you don't know talk about is that does that make any sense of what I'm saying? I'm not sure because I haven't had to do marketing very much in my business. Okay, yeah, it's um, like a, you set your number up like this number you'd put on your van or your truck or trailer. Oh, okay, okay, shirt. yeah, yeah, it'd be like an yeah, it's like a call number. forwarding. It's a fake number, right. and it just forwards it to your phone. Right, and it kind of weeds some people out. Okay. you know what I mean. With it, kind of it, the idea is that if they're just calling for a legit price check versus yeah you know, going to your email, going to your website, right. or, you know, going to your, right. you know, whatever. It just weeds kind of tire kickers out. But then again, yeah. same time, if you're trying to pick up more mowing accounts that, yeah, you know, big difference between landscape installs versus mowing. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. denigrating, I, but. I'm trying to automate as much as I can, as long as it makes sense for the business. And sometimes you don't know that, you know, until you try it and it falls in that category. If it didn't work, then stop doing that. You know, but right now I just, I'm automating, you know, uh, like when I got a delinquent invoice, you know, I got automated follow-up, you know, reminders. Cause I just can't stand having that phone call. Like, Hey, would you pay your bill please? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, can't, I, I, I so, still have a couple of accounts, but obviously I'll never see it again, but I definitely, and, and those are the accounts I had the red flags to where I, they were already late payers. There were red flags from the beginning and surprise, surprise. It was, yeah always trying to do discounts and always trying to do something. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I never got paid on them. And I just washed my hands and walked away and I'll never, I won't hold anybody, you know, whatever, but it's still in the back of my mind, you know, mm -hmm. little lessons I learned, learned uh, along the way. I think you getting land is uh, so awesome. Are, are, are you going to vlog any of that situation or? Um, you know, I mean, I'm so casual with my channel right now it's kind of one of those things it's like i want to right you know sure. i want to um but with with all these balls i got up in the air right yeah. um you know because I, I said we're moving into an rv that's hopefully temporary i'm hoping to only be in the rv for six months hey i lived in a camper before and when we were moving from years ago moved from one town to another yeah. and in between right waiting for a renter to get out yeah I loved it. Like I bought a kayak and it was in a campground. It was a not, it wasn't camping. It was a really nice, it was my mom's camper. It was super nice. It wasn't mm -hmm. camping at all. There was internet like, <laughs> showers. Like I say camp, it wasn't, but like I bought an inflatable kayak for like 120 bucks at Dick's Sporting. Yeah. And I went every morning, I worked third shift and I'd get off work third shift and I just take a little cooler, uh, you know, pack a little lunch and I'd go out and have my little fishing pole, a little, you know, five and a five foot micro fishing pole. And I just be on this, never catching anything just being out there yeah. early morning sunrise loved it one of the yeah. best times and that's what helped that's what kind of helped me get out of my funk and depression or around 2015 so i don't know anything you want to say before we uh before we close it out oh man um this is always the weird time for me because i'm like man i'm just not organized enough in my thoughts to to be like okay the summary but no i man i just i 
I, I guess before before I say anything, I just want to I just want to tell you I really appreciate it and I really enjoyed my time with you tonight. I really yeah, have. And, and by, man. I didn't mean it for this go this long. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was so excited. I was so excited when you contacted me. I was like, Jesse James wants me on his podcast. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's true blessing to, for for me to even be able to get you on here because I want I want to get the real deal, guys, and not you know not nothing against the other channels, but like some people got a script together. And I don't yeah. like channels with scripts to I don't, I don't, yeah. nah, I want the real deal. The real, you know, I like it. And I yeah. like, I like talking about God. I want to be honest. I want to be fair. That's the idea of the new, the new rebirth of the channel is just to be open and be honest yeah. with the real yeah. version of it. And I, I love what you're doing. Uh, you extended me a graces and hopefully we can get, hopefully some of my viewers, my channel has been kind of dead. So maybe if it pops again, uh, maybe a lot of people have flowed over to your, to your, to your show, but man, it's, I'm, I'm so happy that you came on and yeah, obviously, I'll have your links in the description and yeah, stuff. Sure. Sure. That sounds good. And I will try to get some content out uh, if I can with the, with the land, just kind of our experience, because it is kind of neat. It's kind of new, but I'm, I, I will say this. I'm a little protective over my family now. Uh, we didn't have any negative experiences, but what, what was happening is when I was trying to uh, really try to do something with the YouTube channel, uh, somebody pays for that, you know, and it's my family, you know, I mean, that, that's what happens. So, so I'm, I tr I'm trying to ride that line, you know, speaking of that, when I got home, Kayla knew she, uh, I had an interview coming up with you and she just wasn't sure when, and Jesse Michael is going through potty training, my three-year-old, and I, she's just like right now and i was like ah but we had a plan that like she's going to be involved in the business i'm gonna start teaching her how to edit so she knows yeah. now but before she would be super mad before but now this time yeah. i actually got her involved and, and a lot of people don't understand like they'll watch a video and maybe they don't like what i say or you say and they hit the thumbs down they move on they only watch a minute or two but it's like man a lot of time goes into these stupid little videos yeah we might not be the That's best right. at editing we might we might not be, know how to do it the fancy way or know how to keep your attention, but we do enjoy it. And we, we, we make these videos to truly help people and to share our story. That's and, true. You know, it, so there's true. a lot of love that goes behind the videos and a lot of work that goes behind and a lot of missing time from family. You're away from your family and Ken. I'm away from my family and Ken. And it's just, it's truly, I believe to help somebody along. I don't want people to learn from my mistakes. I want to be able to share my story learn from yeah. my mistakes. I want people to hear yeah. your story. I want them to know that, uh, you know, if you're any kind of trouble, you can always put it on God. God can take it. Uh, well, oh, you're yeah. mad at God. That's what lastly too, is like people say, oh, I don't know what to do. And they yell at God. If you have to, he can take it. He's a creator of the universe. If you're mad, go to the woods and scream as loud as you can. I don't care what you got to do. God can take all of it. Don't take it out on anybody else. <laughs> don't, you don't need to lay in your bedroom yeah. like I did and, and go scream, yell, uh, punch a tree. Don't break your arm, but you got to, and, and you'll be better. It'll be better for you. I Just don't punch a rock. You. Yeah. Don't punch a rock. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate you being on all your, uh, stuff would be in the bottom below and on all that good stuff. Got any last words then? Uh, just Lord bless your audience, man. Lord bless you. Um, uh, I feel I feel like I've gotten to know you more and and uh and your audience identifies with you. So so I feel like in a way I've kind of maybe gotten to know them a little bit more too. So uh but anyways, uh 
yeah, just, just Lord bless you. Lord bless your audience, bless your channel, your family, um, your business, your full-time job. Um, I love what you, you said about that. You've been a real encouragement to me. Um, I hope that I, I was encouraging to you and to anybody that's going to listen to this later on, maybe. Um, and man, just reach out anytime if you want. Right on. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's uh, definitely been a blessing. So with that, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit all the buttons. Uh, the long hair little guy is the links will be in the description below. We appreciate you guys listening to, uh, well, these are important stories. So we definitely appreciate you listening, whether you're listening to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all the places, wherever you buy, sell, or purchase podcasts slash YouTube. Appreciate you. This was the Average Idiot Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Eastern Kentucky's only, America's only AI-powered platform. We'll see you guys later.